0: Hello, this is Joel Athey, your residential real estate expert. And I'm here with Nicole
1: Menzies, your commercial
0: real estate expert. And today, I get the opportunity to interview Nicole. Yes, we're going to find out some great things today <laughs> about the five things commercial landlords need to know before leasing. That's right. So, Nicole, yeah. This is the fun part. Oh my. And I know goodness. you're going to give us some great information today. Mm-hmm. And I know I'm going to learn a lot because I'm going to tell you something. I do not do commercial I turned everything over, commercial over to Nicole. Someone and I turned t-
1: all residential over to Joel. And, and,
0: and, I, and I love it. I love staying in my lane. Exactly. And I, and I also love learning about other things too. And so I know I'm going to learn a lot today And I, and I know that you guys will also. So Nicole, tell me, what's the first thing that a landlord would need to know in commercial?
1: So in commercial real estate, you have different asset types, right? Mm -hmm. So it's office, it's retail, it's industrial, it's multifamily, Um, it could be special use property. So the first thing you need to know is your asset type. You you should know everything about it as you possibly can. Okay. Because each of them-
0: Tell me what an asset type is.
1: An asset type is simply the property type. Mm -hmm. Is it an office building? Okay. Is it retail? Is it a shopping center? Um, is it an industrial warehouse? Got gotcha. you. Is, is it an apartment building? You know what I mean? Or multifamily. So that's the different types, some of the different types in commercial real estate. So it's not one size fits all and you mm-hmm. should understand your asset.
0: Right. And residential is so much different. Commercial is right. so much deeper, you know, because you got so many different avenues and, you know, different types. Mm-hmm. So now once you know your asset type, tell, tell me more.
1: So the number one thing that you want to know before you start leasing is you want to understand your market rents okay. in the area that your property is in okay. for your building type. right? Because the rental rates for retail is going to be far different than say office, and mm-hmm. say industrial. So you want to know what the market rents are in your area so that you can know how much you can get in rent.
0: Now let me ask you a question, is this something that a landlord can find out pretty easily or would they be better off working with a commercial agent to be able to help them with this information
1: Um, definitely a lot of landlords find a lot of value in Mm -hmm. working with a commercial broker who specializes in commercial real estate Um, you know there's ways if you have certain subscriptions to the commercial um, databases to try to ascertain what those rents are okay. but a good broker is going to be able to really examine not only what the rents are in the area but what concessions are being offered mm-hmm. um, and things like that
0: and then concessions that that's like if if the landlord is giving out some type of incentive or something yeah, like that
1: yeah typically okay. like um, in commercial the incentives are free rent or um, okay. tenant improvement allowances right. to help build out the space for the particular business
0: yeah because you know I, we had a business at one time and it was right there by Delk Road we were renting out some office space and I think mm-hmm. they gave us like three months of free rent and they did some build out so mm-hmm. so that's yep. the kind of concessions that they would yep okay and you don't
1: want to offer more or less than say you know the building next to you that's the same type of building, and, mm-hmm. and you don't want to be too, you know, under either because you want to maximize the income that the property
0: can throw off. Right, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. That's good information to yep. know too. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you, so now I know asset type, and we figured it out. Work either got the information or work with a commercial um, broker to get that information. So so what's the next thing, what's number two?
1: So in commercial real estate, um, the, the relationship between the tenants and the landlord are a little more different than residential. Mm-hmm. So um, tenants pay the operating expenses on the property. So the next step for the landlord is to really understand what the operating costs are Okay. 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 I, I'm break I want to break yeah. this down because right, this go. this is why I stay away hey. from it, you know what I'm saying I know you know
0: <laughs> um, so so you when you say operating expenses you talking about like um like taking care of the HVAC and that, that kind of stuff what kind of operating ex- so they're responsible for the HVAC and you know the plumbing and all that kind of stuff so there's that's the two different questions right yeah so. because you know in residential you know the, the, t- the landlord's taking care of a lot of that stuff but right, so you're saying that. right okay right
1: so when i say the operating expenses of the property okay typically tenants will pay the, their pro rata share okay. and we can talk about that definition later okay their pro rata share of the property taxes the property insurance wow. and the common area maintenance okay right so yeah. let's just say as far as the common area maintenance the landlord has a property manager that takes care of certain upkeep you know striping the parking lot you know cleaning you know whatever that Mm -hmm. percentage that management fee is also split amongst the tenants Um, their pro rata share based on the amount of square feet that they would be occupying if we're talking about office retail industrial
0: got you so everybody pays a little bit into the pot Yep.
1: Mm-hmm. Based on how much space they're
0: occupying in the property. Got gotcha. you. So mm-hmm. it's, it's depending on your space. So if someone has a thousand versus three thousand. Right. The it person could be a with the three person. thousand is paying them. Paying more. more. Yeah. Okay, and that's fair. I, w- I would say. Yeah. I'm because sure the goal, is the
1: goal of commercial landlords is to have like a net rent, gotcha. meaning the rent that they get, it you know it's pure profit, right? Okay. <laughs> right. Now, does it always work like that perfectly? Most of the time, yes. Okay.
0: Awesome. <laughs> so. Mm -hmm. now um, a landlord and and I know you may get into this a little bit more too as far as maybe not having a tenant in it at a certain time do they have to kind of put money to the side in order to you know until this particular property is rented out um you mean for the build-out the, you know not the build out but say if um if it's like, like in residential sometimes a tenant's not there Mm-hmm. so we recommend like three months rent, you know rent having just in case you know what about landlords I mean because sometimes I see some places then I run out for a long time
1: so yes definitely I think every investor can benefit from having reserves mm-hmm. on a commercial property typically the lender insists that they have certain reserves Okay. so um, I used to own a 32 unit and I'll, I'll never get this story because i had I owned a thirty two unit and the lender was saying, You know, we want you to have this amount of reserves mm-hmm. in the account right. you know all the time, and I was like, This is so much, like why you know because what I wanted to contribute was i thought the standard, mm-hmm. and they wanted a little bit more
0: right
1: well, it ended up being a good reason that they insisted on that. what i didn't know then, but I know now is right. that. The deferred maintenance on the property on an older property—not mm-hmm. the deferred maintenance—I mean the maintenance on an older property—could, right. you know, be a little bit more expensive than say another property that's not. So I, yeah. I did need those bigger reserves, right. and so that was a good thing. And so those things cover, um, you know, if you've got to have work done on the mm-hmm. property, you know, anything like that. And, and I remember—I think I was—I owned the property like year five, okay, and. We had a big storm and um, one of the trees fell on one of the roofs Mm -hmm. and I was like oh my god you know what am I gonna do you know I called the lender and I said hey you know I think I'm gonna have to take a draw or or something Mm -hmm. so that I could they said no you don't Nicole and I was like why not you forgot you got you got all this money over here just tell us and we'll cut the check and you can you can fix the roof I was like I was so wow, glad. Oh wow. And I think like people sometimes look at lending as like, oh, the big bad parent. Yeah, but yeah. it is like if you have the right lender, they're right. your partner right you know and so they were very helpful with being successful in the project yeah, cuz they shout have, out to Citizens Trust Bank
0: right <laughs> and and they have a vested interest in it yeah, you know because they, they want to make sure interest. that once again so that you don't stress yes and that you have the reserves and be able to take care of and maintain that property and in maintain the correct that way property
1: cuz th- right. that's actually your part that's your asset yep yeah. yeah, yep yeah yep.
0: that's awesome yep so um so tell me about the tenant being allowed to occupy the um, property, having to, you know, knowing what type of tenant. That's number three. Tell me about it. So number three.
1: number three is know what tenants mm-hmm. can go into your commercial property. Okay. Every t- every every business type, like say a shopping center, you see the neighborhood shopping center, right, right. you go there and you're like, you know what? I want to run a school here. It may not be zoned for schools.
0: Gotcha.
1: Right? You, you may not, as a business, be able to operate your 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 business there. So mm-hmm. the landlord needs to know that, so that you know tenants don't waste time mm-hmm. running to pull permits. And the nice thing about zoning is that zoning will actually detail under the zoning exactly what kind of businesses can go into, like a retail property, office property, industrial, all of those things.
0: You know that's important because sometimes you look in the shopping center, you know, and you say, okay, wow, it'd be great to have you know a florist right there or it would be great to have a pizza place right there and and maybe I don't know it's already has enough resident um, restaurants or something like that or maybe it's not zoned right but if you don't do your due diligence it sounds like you could actually purchase something and not be able to actually uh, run the business that you want.
1: Absolutely and if there isn't any blocks to a certain type of business being there you still wanna check your leases for your existing tenants that you right. have. Especially if you just bought the property mm-hmm. because some of them have clauses that prevent another business type like theirs right. from coming near to them inside the, the, um, the center or even sometimes in a five mile radius. Wow,
0: yeah. I'm learning something. All right, tell me about number four.
1: number four. Number four. What's number four? Check the financial strength of the business.
0: Financial strength. the financial
1: strength of the business who is a tenant coming into the property mm-hmm. um, if it's an existing business you want to check the revenues you want to see that it's at least either holding steady or growing
0: Okay.
1: Um, you want to check to see that um, they have m- maybe a strong online presence Okay. Um, or demand for their product um, you might want to check into um, you know they they're gonna look into credit and stuff okay. like that too, um, and just check that they have the experience to operate that type of business. Um, if okay, go ahead.
0: So, because so, I'm thinking if um, someone maybe just getting started, just their first time. Well, that's a good question. business, you know. What do they need to do in order to, you know, attract the, the landlord so that the landlord will say, hey, you know, that's I, a great I, I question. I can take a risk.
1: Um, that's a good question. Early on in my career, I would, um, you know, represent a lot of um, startups. Mm-hmm. Um, now I don't typically represent them unless they're like a brand or a franchise, oh, okay. because it is very difficult sometimes for, say, the mom and pop startup to get into, you know, an established center. Mm-hmm. But um, if you are a startup, the things that you could do to make sure that you are approved to lease right. there is have a business plan, you know, show that landlord that you know, you've thought through this concept mm-hmm. and you've got all your ducks in a row. Um, show that, and the business plan planner typically show how, the, um, how well received the service or product is within the marketplace. And that's okay. something that they want to know. Um, you want to check to see that they're um, if if they are a startup and they are a franchise, okay that's a plus because they'll have sort of like a corporate backing mm-hmm. that kind of guarantees the lease Right. But if not, expect that you're gonna personally guarantee that lease.
0: Okay yeah So because that,
1: that, yeah, I yeah. get that question a lot, a lot of businesses are like, I don't want to personally guarantee the lease. And I'm like, you're starting up, buddy, so you're going to have to personally guarantee it. Do they, do
0: do sometimes a landlord ask them for maybe a little more money up front in order to, you know, for them to feel more comfortable that, you know, I can, I can take this, you know, you're you're just getting started, I'll take this um, chance, you know, as far as, you know.
1: Yes, um, they can ask for a a bigger security deposit Mm -hmm. and prepaid rents, but they will almost, I, I, I've been doing this 13 years. I want to say 98 percent of the time, they still require personal guarantee.
0: Gotcha.
1: Now, if your company is strong and you know it has strong revenues, revenues that's been established for years, you can Ex- get away with.
0: Explain personal guarantee to me, because I think I because I, I think this is the what I was under, because we ran into a situation where the economy. This was back in 2001. Yeah. Oh. You know, when 9/11. hmm And so. We went through a, 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 a time where everybody kind of just kind of froze. And so we had this office building, but we weren't having business come in. Yeah. But we had to, we we were guaranteed that we had to pay them their money, their rent every month. Yeah. Or they could sue us.
1: Yeah. So the difference between a personal guarantee and a corporate guarantee okay. is that the personal guarantee is requiring that you are putting your name mm-hmm. and your Personal assets Ooh, okay. to guarantee that lease. Gotcha. If your business is strong, you have strong revenues, and you, and it can back it by itself. Mm-hmm. That's a corporate guarantee. Gotcha. Okay. You know, and that is, and that's why landlords like a lot of franchises. And it, actually, Atlanta has more franchises than almost like any of the states. Wow. Like a lot of the retails that you see, mm-hmm. those are brands. You know, and landlords kind of like them, whether they're a startup or not, Mm -hmm. because the brand is backing them. You know what I mean? And and it's invested in them being successful. Awesome.
0: Awesome. Okay. And number five, the strength of a business. Yeah. It kind of give us some information about that.
1: So um, the strength of the business. You know, we talked about financials, um, but we also want to make sure that the business concept. Is strong
0: mm-hmm.
1: and landlords commercial landlords when they look at a business concept they are also thinking about whether or not bringing this type of tenant into their building or um, strip center mm-hmm. is gonna be is gonna create a synergy with their other tenants we all know that there are certain retailers that follow each other right, right? yes um, we all know that there are um, certain stores that bring a certain amount of increase traffic, mm-hmm. put traffic and things like that to the center. Right. So they also consider that, you know, they want to create a synergy where most of the tenants kind of want to stay together for a long time because there's right. benefits like referrals or complimentary services and products right. and stuff like that. So the most successful um, centers mm-hmm. focus on creating the right co-tenant mix.
0: Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, is that something that, um, like if I'm a landlord, how do I, How do I figure it out? I just bought my first strip or, you know, how do, is there a way to, do I go to a a commercial broker? A a, a good
1: commercial broker can help significantly with that. I usually provide my clients with market studies Mm -hmm. that will look at their property. Not only will we say what businesses need to go in here, but. We will also look at the surrounding demographics mm-hmm. and we can predict who would be most successful here. And so for commercial landlords, it's very important to have that mix right because right. the stronger your tenants, the more valuable the property is mm-hmm. because when you're ready to sell it, other other buyers are really purchasing income. Right. They're purchasing the income stream. Right. The leases are everything.
0: So if you build it well, you'll have- If
1: you have strong leases, mm-hmm. yeah, you can sell it at a, Pretty good cap rate. Pretty good cap rate. Mm-hmm. All right. And the cap
0: rate is the, the rate in order that kind of tells us as far as what we can expect as far as income coming in. Is that it?
1: No. <laughs> well, um, all
0: right. Well, tell me. <laughs> so,
1: I I say that because I, I get all sore about the cap rate. The, the cap rate is like... That's uh, one of the things I'm like trying to... People like live thing, and die by this cap rate. cap rate, <laughs>
0: I know. What is it? Like how, you know, how is this thing derived, you yeah. know? Yeah.
1: So the cap rate examines one year of income
0: okay like the first year year
1: of income on a property it does not take into account the return that you're going to make over the life of holding Mm -hmm. that property it's just one year so for for investors it's kind of like a quick and dirty calculation to see if they want to learn more about the property if the property has met met certain minimum criteria for them Mm but um when buyers buy they are definitely looking at the cap rate okay for a buyer the higher the cap rate is the lower the purchase price for the seller Mm -hmm. the lower the cap rate the higher the purchase price so they like different things.
0: Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. That's gonna be another show. We're gonna, to bring, you gonna, We're gonna bring you back show. on. We're gonna bring you back on. Right. You're gonna to yes. explain that one a little bit. We are gonna talk about the it. cap rates right. and the
1: GRM and the IRRs and all the fun stuff.
0: I'm gonna learn some stuff. <laughs> yes. I, I may get I ain't even gonna think about it. I'm gonna stay in residential because that's that's we might that's just do thing. one segment on each calculation. Right, right. <laughs> well this has been great. You know, found out, you know, asset type that's important. Um, know your explain, rents. Knowing the rents, um, what tenants should occupy, which ones um, occupy, the, the financial strength, and then building that synergy in order to be able to build it so that you've got the right mixture of foot traffic and, you know, so that you. That is so important. Yeah.
1: And the ad- analytics that me and my team use, I absolutely love mm-hmm. because it will also show you what products and services are being demanded in the area okay that is not being met oh, like what are the goods and services that people are leaving the area to go get if you have that information right that's an opportunity for you yeah yeah that's an opportunity for you to kill it wow <laughs>
0: I'm looking forward to I'm looking forward to more that's for sure yes. and uh, but this was great uh, I know hopefully you guys learned something I know I did and um, <laughs> Hey! Once again, we, we we're here for you. I'm Joel Laffey, your, your, your Southside real estate expert, residential side. And then you got Nicole.
1: Nicole Menzies, your commercial real estate expert.
0: Awesome! Awesome. Well, you know us. We always want you to remember.
1: Don't, don't sleep, sleep on the, the Southside. Side.